then ladies and gentlemen it's talking hockey the hockey talking show so glad you could join us uh it's co-host tom here i got as with with me as always co-host jared this is uh season six episode 14 an episode we're gonna call the shanahan brendan shanahan uh maybe you younger folks only know him as the president of hockey operations in toronto but us old timers well we remember him uh you know probably mostly as a detroit red wing or a New Jersey Devil, uh, St. Louis Blue, a Hartford Whaler for a minute even. Um, but we will get into some Shanahan talk. We've also got some All-Star game talk for you. The uh, The full All-Star list has been revealed now. So we'll talk about who's going and who's not going. Uh, we'll talk about... Uh, I don't know. I think we're going to probably talk about some other stuff. I guarantee you we will. We got some tunes for you as we always do as well. We're going back in the uh, archives of of some deep can con for this one, for for this show. Uh, But yes, thank you for joining us here on UMFM 101.5 in Winnipeg. You can find us online. Uh, You know, just Google the words talking hockey, the hockey talking show, and uh, you'll find us. Follow us on Instagram uh, at uh, talking hockey podcast and uh, yeah, all that good stuff. So, Jared, how are you doing today? Tommy, I'm not bad. Uh, I've got a sore back. I've had a sore yeah. back all week. Hel- held you out of, it held you out of um, the hockey action on the weekend, eh? Held me out of the hockey action on the weekend. Uh, I, I will say, I went this afternoon, I went down for a little bit of hot yoga, had a nice stretch, and I'm feeling... I'm feeling pretty good, uh, albeit, uh, you know, cautiously optimistic that I'm going to get yeah. to play some hockey this week. Because uh, uh, the other thing is, uh, I don't really want to go outside because it's freaking cold. A uh, little bit know, chilly. You know. Um, <laughs> I went out today and I was like, I mean, it's still pretty cold out. We're recording this on Sunday, listeners. Um, yeah. And I, I, I went out today and thought, hey, uh, not too bad compared to yesterday <laughs> saturday was a cold one in winnipeg yeah. um and uh you know what the jets were cold as well hey they uh, played saturday night and the uh the streak came to an end a, a, a screeching halt if you will um mm-hmm. they got shut mm-hmm. out by philadelphia two nothing uh i was in the building and um it was a fun time you know saturday night games are fun Unfortunately, they didn't give the Jets fans uh, any reason to stand up and high five each other, which is one of my favorite things to do at a Jets game. When the Jets score, you just high five everybody around you because, you know, why not? Right. Sure. So that's a shame. But, uh, you know, they had a good heater and yeah. 
you couldn't really expect it to last forever, especially when your two top offensive weapons in uh, Kyle Connor and Mark Scheifele are not in the lineup. Velarde was good. Uh, mm-hmm. Ehlers was good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but then you had Adam Lowry up there centering the top line and Adam Lowry, God love him. I do love him. One of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a first line center, you know? No, I mean, if if Adam Lowry is centering your first line, uh, Winnipeg Jets, I hate to say it, but uh, you're probably not going to go super deep no. uh, into the playoffs. So, uh, you know, here's hoping uh, that... Uh, I, I I think I did see uh, a picture, a couple pictures over over the weekend of Kyle Connor uh, back skating. on the ice skating, yep. wearing the yellow jersey. Yeah, uh, and uh, I don't quite know uh, what the deal with uh, with Big Shife is. Uh, if he's yeah, out he for left a while the, or he left in the Chicago game, took one shift in the second or third period there. Mm-hmm. I think it was second period. Mm-hmm. First shift, and. He left and he walked out down the tunnel to the room, but you know, under his own accord. Uh, mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a an injury that was noticeably like that noticeably happened. Mm-hmm. My feeling is he might have pulled a hammy or something. Okay, but I don't know. That's pure speculation. They're just saying lower body injury, right? So and he's he's day to day. He was a game time decision. He didn't play on saturday so well uh, hopefully uh you know hopefully he's back there soon enough because yeah i think uh, we, could uh, we call him a notable all-star snub i mean we'll get into that a little i later. think so i think yeah. so yeah we'll, we'll get into that a little later get into let's, it. let's first talk about um brendan shanahan number 14 he didn't wear number 14 for his whole career you know no do you remember what number he wore as a devil I do because I, my to... I have a Shanahan rookie card. Did he wear he wore number 11? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say number I ruined nine. this. Oh, hey, that's fine, man. Hey, <laughs> you don't want to give me an opportunity to chime in. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I was, was going to be wrong anyways. I was yeah. going to say number 19, but. No, know. he did wear 19 for St. Louis for a couple years, and then he, he wore 94 for the Whalers. Uh, but his longest stint with any team was 10 years with the Red Wings, and he wore 14 for that stint. He wore 14 for the New York Rangers, and uh, he wore 14 when he played for Team Canada and at so like, for the Olympics all, and stuff. All, all intents and purposes for the naming of this episode, we choose to acknowledge that he wore number 14. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, His other you know. numbers can go screw themselves. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fit our format. Yeah. Uh, so, Brendan Shanahan, I will say, uh, was one of my favorite hockey players. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he was uh, never played for, for the teams that I was following and was often a nemesis. Um, yeah. You know, I was a big Nordiques fan and then by proxy a Colorado Avalanche fan. And... Uh, if you were an Avalanche fan, you hated, you, yeah. you, hated, you hated the Detroit Red Wings. But I always had respect for Shanny because oh, yeah. he was Heck of a player. He was a beauty. You know, he um he was he was a physical player, 
but he yeah. could put the put the puck in the net and yeah. you know he liked he, he wore the maple leaf uh represented the country on a number of occasions and uh you know won won three stanley cups he won uh won a couple gold medals he mm-hmm. he's actually one of he's uh one hall of, of famer no oh definite hall of famer inducted in 2013 um but uh he's a member of the triple gold club uh, which means that he won Olympic gold, he won a world championship, and he wore a, or won a uh, Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, he's in pretty pretty good uh, company there. Uh, lots of Here's great the... Canadian players. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said, but I just want to say, what's up with the Triple Gold Club being called that? Because World <laughs> uh, yeah. Olympics, gold medal. Yeah. I yeah. get it, gold. Sure. World championships, they hand out a, a medal. You get sure. a gold medal. I get it. Yeah. Stanley Cup, there's no medals involved. Nobody this the cup itself is silver. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean I got a yeah. beef with the semantics of the name, is all I'm saying. Okay, um, well we'll run that up the flagpole right? and uh we'll get I'm gonna back. write to my local MLA. Yes. Um <clears throat> yeah, we'll get you know back. what? Here's we'll an impressive fact about uh number fourteen, Brendan Shanahan. Mm-hmm. His last season with Detroit, oh five oh six, he was thirty seven years old. Mm-hmm. He put up forty goals, yeah, as a thirty seven year old. Yeah, um, he was. He played. You know what? He played How old 80... is Sid the kid right now? Is he thirty six or thirty seven? Because wow. Sid's on pace for a similar kind of season with big num- big goal numbers like that. Sid actually has more goals than assists this year so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of a crazy. Kind you know how cra- the turntables have turned there. It's kind of a crazy thing. Yeah. Uh, that last season in Detroit, he played all 82 games mm-hmm. and he uh, four, 40 goals, 41 assists. So mm-hmm. averaged almost a point a game plus 105 pims. Oh, yeah. So that's the thing about Shanahan is he didn't shy away from the extracurriculars. No, no not at all. He, there's a you Google image search Shanahan, you get all kinds of pictures, obviously. But one of the pictures that comes up in the top row or mm-hmm. top row or two is him as a New York Ranger. So he was 38 and 39, the two seasons he played for the Rangers. And um, he's squaring off with Donald Brashear. Yeah, I would remember that guy. That guy yeah. was, a, he was, in te- he was scary. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Shanahan only player with over 600 goals and 2000 penalty minutes wow and he also cuz they don't keep keep track of uh, these sorts of records but holds the unofficial record for most Gordie Howe hat tricks by a oh, player nice. during the regular season with 17 17 wow. in his career um wow yeah so Shanahan like he, as you mentioned, he played for a few different, few different, few different squads. Yeah. Um, you know, he was originally drafted by the Devils. He went second overall in 1987 behind uh, Pierre Turgeon. Yeah, and, then... and he played for the London Knights in the OHL, which. Mm-hmm. If you're a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, it seems like everybody on the Leafs played for London. So is there a coincidence there? I don't know. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. But he was, uh, it was kind of notable. 
he became a free agent following the 90-91 season mm-hmm. and was a restricted free agent and was signed by the St. Louis Blues. And that sort of thing didn't really happen. Still doesn't really happen. No, if you're an RFA. And so... So, is that an offer sheet? So, yeah. So, here's here's the thing. Uh, the Devils, of course, were due compensation. Now, normally the compensation was you got draft picks. But the previous year, St. Louis got four first-round draft picks from the Washington Capitals or for signing Scott Stevens. And so the NHL was like, well, we can't give you a bunch more draft picks. And so they had an arbitrator sort of decide what the compensation was going to be. And so the Blues said to the Devils, okay, we're going to sign you Brendan Shanahan. We'll give you Curtis Joseph, Uh Rod, Rod Brindamore, and uh-huh. two draft picks down the road, and the Devils were like, no, no, we're not interested. We want Scott Stevens. And so uh-huh. the arbitrator decided that Scott Stevens was going to be the compensation. So Stevens played with the Blues for one year. And I kind of remember that. Yeah. That's huge. Like, And then he it- went to the Devils, where obviously he became a bit of a legend. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was already a very good defenseman. I remember yeah. him as the capital and uh, vaguely as a blue. Yeah. Yeah. So- and then, you know what? Um, Shanahan, speaking of legendary defensemen like Stevens. So when Shanahan went to Hartford, Hartford. Yeah. he was traded for Pronger. Yeah. And then when he got traded out of Hartford, he because was traded Hart- for Paul Coffey. Yeah, well, because Hartford, so Hartford was about to go to Carolina. So. Yeah, and so he he requested a trade, and two games into ninety six ninety seven, he was traded to the Red Wings. Yeah, for Keith Primo, who at the time was a pretty notable player, mm-hmm. and Paul Coffey, and a first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and I think we're going to talk about this later later on uh in the show because there was a kind of a big trade that happened last week um but the magnitude of players kind of going both ways there it's huge big like like four or five uh legitimate all-stars well four shanahan pronger stevens Paul Coffey, and and then you know Keith Primo was I mean, well, I think, kind of well I think in his three, way. And then... Three of those guys are Hall of Famers. I don't know if uh, oh four Stevens of them are. Is, is Stevens. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, I, yeah and that's I mean... wild. I mean, he was, uh, you know, and, and so Shanahan he put up fifty goals twice in his career. Yeah, uh, and that was both with St. Louis. He had fifty-one goals mm-hmm. uh in the 92 93 season and he had 52 goals in the 93 94 season but mm-hmm. he had 40 plus in a lot of seasons you know and 30 plus in even more seasons kind of thing um the his his lowest you know point total was as a 19 year old rookie with new jersey 26 points um and then you know at the end of his career he ha- um he didn't get tendered a or he didn't get a contract offer from New York. He played two seasons in New York, New York. Uh, and then um, he kind of held he, out the first, he did a, he did a Patrick Kane, if you will, held out for, yeah. 
the first several months or half a season or whatever. Yeah. And then he signed with New Jersey and, mm-hmm. and he ended up playing 34 games there to finish his career as a devil. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he had 14 points that final season. Um, I, I think it was the 06, 07 season. Uh, it could have been 07, 08. I don't exactly recall, but it was when Shanahan was a New York Ranger. Mm-hmm. Yarmer Yager was on the team. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure Lundquist was either not on the team yet or would have been like a rookie or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, I saw the rain. I saw him play. That, that's the only time I ever saw Shanahan play. And uh, they they were playing Toronto when I was at the what was then called the ACC, the Air Canada Center. Mm-hmm. And um, Shanahan, man, with the my my main takeaway from that game was a couple things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing was Yager. I was like, man, the guy barely looks like he's skating, and yet he is always where he has to be. And when he has the puck, nobody can take it from him. And he ended yeah. up with like five points that night or something. Oh, yeah. crazy. He's got that. And, he, he had that good old man game, right? Yeah. Like maximizing his effort. Butt was and, so big. He just, yeah. you know, put his butt out and, and, and Yager's still playing Yeah, uh, at 50 over in Czech Republic. Um, but the other, t- my other takeaway was man, can Brendan Shanahan shoot the puck? That guy had an absolute rocket launcher for a shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just i and and this is like is my memory correct or is it not correct i don't remember uh, you know i can't i can't recall but he may have broken the glass behind the leafs net on a slap shot uh in that game they like they had to replace a pane of glass like i don't think it shattered but it like cracked or something and yeah. they there was like a delay of game and they had to and maybe i'm misremembering so you know fact check me if you want but uh Uh, so when he retired he went to work for the nhl uh mm -hmm. and so he became the the vp of hockey and business development and he um sort of introduced some new concepts that were uh focused on bringing fun back into the game um attracting more kids and sort of skills development and then uh, 2011, he succeeded uh, Colin Campbell as the uh, the NHL's top cop, and so he uh, right, yeah, he, he was became the player he, of or director of player safety, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and so then uh, April 2014, uh, he uh, was officially announced as the Maple Leafs president and uh, alternate governor. And uh, and so that's where he's kind of been uh, yeah. ever since. And so when he came to the Leafs, they were, and I mean, you know, everybody likes to hate on the Leafs, uh, yourself and myself included. Oh, yeah, uh, sure they do. were they were a real garbage team. Like they had only made the playoffs once in the last ten years. And um, so he came in, and he just absolutely uh, decimated everything right he started he fired randy carlisle uh and uh the the team ended up only winning nine of 42 games in the remainder of that season uh but then (laughs) the next year he brought in uh mike babcock 
And right. uh, he started working. He brought in or brought along Kyle Dubas and uh, Mark Hunter and started to form the Leafs as, as we as know we, them now, as, as we kind of know them now. And you know, I mean, we're going to talk about that, too. Uh, but his his rebuild called the Shanna plan. Uh, you know, a lot of people were like, hey, this guy, he's doing it right. He's drafting and developing young players instead of signing old players, which Toronto was renowned for. That was for. their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as so, is the Leafs, they still yeah. lose in the playoffs every year in the first round. Sure. Yeah. Brings, brings great <laughs> and, joy. And, you know, it's interesting about the Shanna Plan era. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is anything to do with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just the general managers that they've had or whatever. But, man, they're obviously known for uh, handing out big ticket contracts and deals and stuff like that. Yeah. When they signed, So if hiring Babcock was one of his, one of his first kind of moves, mm-hmm. at the time they hired him, that was the richest coaching contract that had ever been handed out in the NHL. It's yeah. like eight million bucks a year for uh, Babcock, and uh, yeah, pretty wild. But that's about all the time that we've got for talking some Brendan Shanahan, number fourteen for the Detroit Red Wings and the New York Rangers. And uh, did he wear fourteen for the Devils in at the his, at no. the end of his career? Uh yeah, I don't know. Maybe they stuck there him is in a... number eleven again. Yeah, yeah, and Team Canada. Anyway, yeah. we got to throw to a song, and we got a special. Uh, it's kind of a special request, but it's kind of a little tribute as well yeah. uh, to a fantastic hockey player in his own right and a friend of the show, longtime listener and supporter, mm-hmm. uh, Carter the Car Guy. Go see him at McPhillips Toyota, and uh, he'll hook you up with, uh, you know, whatever they sell it. <laughs> the <laughs> cars, Toyota. I guess. Toyota, Toyota cars. Yeah. yeah. So, but fun fact about Carter, he uh, used to be in a band uh, called Shivas and Cream. Yeah. Now, was he Shivas or was he Cream? We're not sure. We're not sure. Okay. We'll, we'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking he was Shivas. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a Shivas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is from the album Loud. Came out back in 2015. Uh, and it's a track called Break free and uh it's a banger it's a banger yep. kids so uh i hope you enjoy it uh we'll be back and and we're probably going to talk about kyle Sh- or uh uh not kyle shanahan brendan shanahan after the break <laughs> so uh keep it locked right here uh this is uh ship and cream on talking hockey the hockey talking show they are kind-hearted yet rough on the edges tame yet wild like the animal within. CNK has yearned for the greatest pleasures life has to offer. This is a guide to the path they have chosen to break free. I know we do it right It's just a matter of time If we keep grinding on We will break free I know the sun will shine This music is our life One day the world will see We will break free I know we do it right It's just a matter of time If we keep grinding on We will break free
roam the prairie like buffalo and to the future absolute unknown funny how life going nothing for show but you can plant the seed and watch the plant grow taking advantage of any opportunity further yourself and help others that's unity how could it be to achieve the impossible never use the i am anything is possible overcome obstacle be unstoppable do everything to stay away from the catacombs my love for the artist but a rap oh break away from the chains for the platform don't let anyone tell you otherwise this is your time gotta open your eyes the sky's the limit and that's cliche but when you always think big one day you're gonna make it i know we do it right it's just a matter of time if we keep grinding on we will break free i know the sun will shine this music is our life one day the world will see we will break free i know we do it right it's just a matter of time if we keep grinding on we will break free Shivas and Cream uh, with their song. Sorry, what was the name of that one again? My bad. Break, for, break Free. Break Free, yes. 2015 track. And a big shout out to Carter the Car Guy. Uh, listener, longtime supporter, friend of the show. Um, great hockey player, too. Uh, uh, he plays center. I take face-offs against him whenever we play their team in the Garage League. Uh, and, uh, man, he... Um, Often has my number. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough to beat in the dot. Yeah. Um, well, we'll be we'll be uh, facing off against uh, his right. team this coming Saturday. So that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I better start practicing my face. Better start techniques. start brushing up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm not too bad in the face off circle myself. I feel like I'm I'm okay. Although I had a pretty rough game. I don't know when that was. You know, a week ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I won like three face-offs total. <laughs> it happens. Way she goes. Way um, she goes. So, in in this uh, second, uh, the second period, if you will, uh, of the show, uh, I think we're gonna talk a little bit of All Star Game uh, and All Star, you know, selections and all that kind of thing because the fan voting has ended. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot, a lot of people well, in a lot of people in Vancouver and Toronto seem to be voting. Seem to be yes, stuff stuff yes. in the ballot box. Now, there's something that's <laughs> here that says voting fan vote closes on Thursday, January 18th. 
which is later this week, but they did just release a batch of players who got voted in. So I don't know. I don't really understand. I know. But I, and I mean, this is what I was talking about before. Uh, you know, this the, the way that they do it now, uh, the All-Star game, that is, they announced the roster. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of annoying, uh, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the old guy yelling uh, okay. at the cloud. And yeah. uh, it is uh you know back back in back when i was growing up back in my day uh all stars were all stars and they were yeah. selected and then you mean I you mean, didn't have like a boone jenner no no <laughs> all, all, oliver bjorkstrand uh was nowhere near uh the game but you know you saw multiple guys like you used to see you know, the whole Oilers first line and used to see, um, you know, multiple guys from the same team and they've switched it now, which, and I understand why every team has to be represented. That's great. They do that in uh, baseball as well, but it means that there's a lot of deserving players who don't, who don't don't get it. Right. Um, So the thing on the 18th, uh okay so so we currently are now in the midst of the 2024 all-star skills fan vote which will determine the final two participants presented by DraftKings sportsbook uh now open and you can also vote via twitter um it's just way too complicated for 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 me well and i i mean maybe i should have voted for one of our hometown jets here but i didn't vote for anybody so you know uh because basically i don't care that much now a lot of you know old men who yell at clouds they um they kind of they always gripe about the all-star game for a number of reasons too gimmicky Mm -hmm. uh no effort or intensity yada 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 but also like in my point of view, why would there be any effort or intensity? It's the all-star game. But, you and know, I have no problem with that. And I get that. I used to love, though, when the Prince of Wales conference would go against the Campbell conference, mm. right? And it was like a legitimate game. It was yep. three periods of hockey, two teams, and now you've got... It's the three-on-three tourney. And now you've and got four So they play like these... And- what is it a 15 or 20 minute game of three on three and it's like a little mini tournament sure i don't mind it to be honest but it's a lot different than it used to be that's for sure and the all the um skills comp yeah has gotten almost and and again i kind of don't mind it i tune in i do watch it usually i'm not gonna say like you know, I sit down and watch the whole thing, but I'll throw it on or I'll check it out. Sure. Uh, but the skills competition has gotten very gimmicky. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I they mean, had like, the dunk like... tank in Florida last year. They had the Bellagio fountain thing in Vegas oh, yeah, previously. Right. You just know the CN Tower is going to be in there this year because the game's in Toronto, right? So, yeah, and also yeah. they announced that Bieber is going to be part of the All-Star well, or something or other. So, well, you so- know, like, here's my theory. And <clears throat> let's just, you know, uh, go to Bet99 and wager if this is going to happen or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you want to, maybe you prefer a different gambling book or whatever. Anyway, 
I think Drake will be on the CN Tower and there will be target shooting where they have to like they'll it'll be like up in the CN Tower, like the top of it, mm-hmm. and they'll like have to hit targets and Drake will be involved somehow because he's got that famous yeah. album cover front view on the, the six on the, or whatever on the it is. Six, and he's yeah. sitting on the yeah on the CN Tower. So anyway, that's just my Got well, you him. knew, and I mean, you knew that Bieber was going to be involved when it was announced. Sure, that it was in Toronto. Austin's best friend, right? Yeah, so. They're buddies, but uh, his his clothing company uh, right. designed the jerseys. Are you serious? <laughs> Which, uh, so he he his those hoodies, yeah, cost two hundred and not the hoodies for the ultra, just like his clothing company hoodies, mm-hmm. Drew, Drew Drew House, House or whatever it's yeah. called. They cost $250 for a hoodie. Yeah. Now, call I'm me gonna, a cheapie, but I don't think but, I'm going to be buying one there, no, Bieber. No, <laughs> uh, I will say that the jerseys, I'm taking a look at them right now. They're not bad. Okay. Uh, I still love the old Campbell Conference, Prince of Wales Conference, where you had the orange one and it said Campbell diagonally. Yep. Diagonal down the lettering front, gets like me old... every time. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> That's why I love those PWHL jerseys. It's all just oh, the yeah. diagonal things. I'm yeah. like, yes. Beautiful. Anyway. It's beautiful stuff. Anyways, um, look. The game, the All-Star game, guys like us, which, I mean, like, old guys, um, there's stuff for us to enjoy here too, but sure. it's all but I, about we're likely not attracting, attracting a younger audience. Yeah, And so I think that what you saw was uh, you also saw um, two fairly rabid young fan bases um, voting in their favorite their players from There's their team. five Vancouver Canucks going. Now, which is kind of like the old Oilers, like you're saying. Yeah, but I have no you can't problem. argue with I any have of no them. problem with that. The, no, the you can't are... argue with Elias Peterson or JT Miller. Can't argue with Thatcher Demko or Brock Bezer. Yeah, and Quinn Hughes was the guy that was like auto selected yeah. or whatever. So you can't, and you sure can't argue with him. So yeah. I mean, yeah, that's they're all all stars now. The, the, the Canucks tor- are the number one team in the league right now. Yeah. Yes, it was your Winnipeg Jets up until they lost on Saturday night, and the Canucks mm-hmm. uh, won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the second place Winnipeg Jets. How many All Stars do they have, Jared? We have one. <laughs> one Connor Hellebuck, yeah. who very deservedly so. Yes, should be there now. Uh, okay, so we can talk about the fact that that Shifley and Connor are injured. Uh, chances are they could have been there. Uh, yeah. Where's Where's Josh Morrissey though? Right, exactly. Like, you J-Mo know, I, needs to be there. Jamo needs to be there. You know, um, like yeah, uh, nothing against Boone Jenner because a I kind of really do like Boone Jenner. I think he's a good yeah, player. Sure, and he's got a great hockey name. Yeah, but if Come on. if him, you know, like yeah, where's Josh Morrissey? That's a very good question. Yeah, I think but, we should write a letter. <laughs> That's our second letter we got to write today. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. We're, but we're you, taking and, up letter writing. And, and and so, I'm just looking at the list. Frank Vetrano of Anaheim. He's their pick. Yeah, and you know what? He's having a great season. He's been burying a lot of goals. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, again, it's kind of like 
is he an all-star? Well, I, don't know. I mean, who else? Who else Clayton is going? Keller from Arizona. I mean, sure, who he's else, having a good who are, season. Who else is going from these teams? Well, though? but uh, that, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, like should that in the format where you have everybody from, or sorry, one person from every team, mm-hmm. you need a guy. Mm-hmm. So you look at your team at Anaheim, at Arizona, whatever, and you're like, okay, Clayton Keller, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. But you know, is like if if it weren't that format, if it were just like purely all stars, yeah, probably JMO gets a nod, and mm-hmm. um, one of those other guys does not. You know, yeah. Well, and it's interesting too. The guys that you pointed out, um, uh, Vitrano and Tom Wilson, um. Right, Tom Wilson is the Washington guy. No, no, Alex no Ovechkin. No Ovi. Probably but, the first time in his career he's not an All Star, but he's not having an All Star type season. No. But he's obviously one of the league's biggest, biggest marketed players. Sure. Uh, you so know, the last those, twenty years. Those those two guys, though, like so when they were announced, um, there was like like a big social media post. So Vitrano found out that he was going to the all-star game uh, because there was like a a sort of like set up scenario with his daughter waiting for him. Yeah. yeah, His baby, his baby daughter and his wife were waiting for him in the dressing room afterwards. And the kid is wearing a, my dad is an all-star onesie or something. Right. And then there's another, another video of uh, Tom Wilson's dad coming into the dressing room to give his son the news. Right. And so it's like, yeah, okay. I get I, and it. And I'm fine with I, I don't mind it, the the representative from each team. It's just it's just that you know, like we've kind of been hinting on here. It's a little bit like uh all right, yeah. well, you know, um Yeah. It means it means that there's players who aren't going, I suppose. Yeah. But and and we're talking about the Jets specifically here, but this could go for many teams. So Vancouver has five guys going. Toronto's got what four or five, yeah. and Toronto's hosting it. So I mean, it kind of makes sense that they'd have more players or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, like um, Montreal. Uh, I'm a Montreal fan. Mm-hmm. So Suzuki is their like state sponsored uh, all star. Um, yep. But like, if it were a, a purely all-star type of thing, and I love Suzuki, I don't mm-hmm. think he'd be probably. I doubt he'd be going. Yeah. Um, and they, they kind of, and I do like the Habs, but I don't really think they've got any other all-star. Mike Matheson, in my opinion, I mean, he's a pretty good defenseman, and he's a great skater, and he's been having a good season. But or what about? I mean, doesn't Cole, put up like Cole, Norris type numbers and, or Cole Caulfield. Right. Sure. Like, I mean, that guy would be probably fun be really good be at the fun target in the, in the skills competition. Yeah, exactly. Like skills comp <clears throat> style. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's. Uh, but the idea, yeah. the idea that this current format means that, um, and you know, obviously Drysidle got in, but it means yeah. that either Drysidle or McDavid is going. So if you're yeah. Leon Drysidle, you're like, man. That sucks because because mm-hmm. like every Ryan year. Hopkins the other year when he yeah. had a career season. Colorado's got three guys going. Yeah, but then McCarr have... was McCarr was their or sorry um McKinnon yeah. was their their pick guy as name. he should be and then yeah as he should be and then McCarr and mm-hmm. 
Gorgiev got voted in. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. like, that's fine. I don't have any problem with that. But you know what I mean? Like, again, coming back to the Jets, it's like, yeah, but now we only just got Connor Hellebuck. Like, where's JMO? And yeah, yeah Shifley's hurt. Connor's hurt. Ah, what are you going to do? Well, and I guess the way that you can look at it, too, is um, the Jets are a team, right? They're a heck of yep. a team, and they are, uh, you know, solid from man number one through man number 24. And, and that's kind of as how evidence in the standing. And Old Bones is going to be one of the coaches. Well, there so, you go. Actually, and that's we do have nice another too. all-star where we got our coach. Yeah. Old bones. So. <laughs> I like that. Old bones. Um, and you know what? You, you, we, I mentioned this when I was at the game on Saturday night. Um, how, you know, Shifley's out. So Lowry's up. Next mm -hmm. man up. That's the Jets. Mm -hmm. They've had to be that, you know, this year in a way mm -hmm. with several of their injuries. And it's like you just... They play they're the way that they've been playing is it's a very team game, mm -hmm. kind of like plug and play, you know, just like whoever's going to fit in that hole, just do it, just go and do it. And you play the same style. And that my only complaint about Lowry on the top line is, yeah, he's not top line center, but then it also makes your third line, which was Lowry, Niederreiter, oh. Appleton, which yeah. was dominant. And you mm -hmm. can throw that third line out any time of the game, any situation, and they're going to go into the ozone and control the play, blah, blah, blah. And so by putting Lowry off that line, you kind of break up that line's uh, ability to do that, which kind of throws a kink in your game plan yeah. a little bit. Kupari came back for his first game after injury. He was out for 25 games or something like that. Yep. And, you know, he looked all right. He's a good skater. He's good defensively man the guy cannot buy a goal like <laughs> anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. well eh, and i mean whatever it'll it'll be interesting yeah so we got a couple minutes maybe left in this segment before we got to yeah. go to a break i think so we wanted to touch on a couple things real quick like then uh william nylander voted into the all-star game uh here along with morgan riley and mm -hmm. mitch marner to join awesome matthews as they like to call him in trana um, so Nylander just signed a blockbuster deal, uh, and, uh, old Brendan Shanahan put the okay on that one. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, what was the 95 million for eight years? So it worked out to how much again? Like 11, 11 and some 11 yeah. and change 11 and a, 11 and a half or whatever it was. And, yeah. Um, so he's. And that 95 mil is the apparently the, the largest contract in Maple Leaf history. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for, for, ostensib that... for ostensibly your third best guy yeah. who, who yes. I like I him better than Marner, to be honest with you. Understand. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But this that, is but... a guy whose career high yeah. is 87 points. And I mean, he's, he's having he's having a good year. He's this having year. a great year. And, yeah. But, but is he going... So for eight years at eleven whatever million dollars, no, I think like it's him. crazy. I think it's crazy. Yeah. But and and that's that's just in a bubble, not considering mm -hmm. that they have these three other dudes who are already at eleven million dollars or whatever it is. Well, you got to think like Tavares. 
I guess got, he's coming off the books in a couple years or whatever, but right, and he's and he he's still like a good player, but is he an eleven million dollar player? No, but like, but the the same thing is gonna be about Nylander, a good player. Is he an eleven million dollar player? Whatever, it's crazy because I can think you of know, maybe if he if he can put up five hundred point seasons in a row, I might mm-hmm. say sure, okay, you know, I guess I can, he's worth that. I can think of maybe four or five guys that I would consider to be $11 million players. Yeah. And the thing that's ridiculous about this is that once this happens and a guy like Nylander gets signed for 11 mil, uh, it sets a precedent. It that's sets the a, thing. It Cause Pedersen in um, Vancouver has got to get a contract and yeah. he's twice the player that Nylander is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so, so it's a what's gonna bit of a funky one there. It is, and and if you're Toronto, why don't you leave a little bit of money on the table to sign a goalie? Maybe get a goalie, right? <laughs> Maybe like, get a goalie. Uh, these guys, it's, man. It's I, I'll tell you. So, and the other thing is, yeah, now okay, now you got four guys worth a bunch of money, and then you got Riley, who's worth seven plus million, yeah. which is kind of a reasonable contract for what he's good what he does all yeah. your all your all your money but, is tied up in five or six players yeah and and so you know and then leaf fans if you if you broach the subject with them love to tell you that, that the cap is rising but it doesn't really matter in a way because no. it's not going up that much it's not going up and by it's 12 still million dollars the per, if you look at the percentage of the cap hit i suppose yeah if your cap rises that percent's going to go down but when you combine those four or five guys what their percentage of the entire team's cap hit is it's way more than any other team has tied up in that many players yeah. and so it's like how are you going to build and I mean that's the challenge. That's what Toronto's got to figure out how to do. And Brad Trey Living is he the guy to do it? Well, no, we'll I don't find think so. out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, we should go play a song. We should. Yeah. Let's play the weaker thans. This is a song called "Civil Twilight." This is the live version for, that they recorded on their 2010 live album, live at the Burton Cummings Theater downtown Winnipeg. And this is a song both seasonally appropriate. It's mm-hmm. about, you know, winter commuting and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just locationally, uh, a, little, a couple Fort Rouge references in there for for us here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. So enjoy some weaker thens right here.
Civil Twilight, uh, I would say one of the most notable Winnipeg bands, you know, ever. There's there's maybe like three very notable Winnipeg bands. The Guess mm-hmm. Who, The Weaker Thans, Propagandy. Yep. And yes, there are many others, but I'm going to say that those are the top three notables. Anywho, we've only got a few minutes here and um, we kind of want to talk a little bit of Winnipeg Jets. We touched on some Jets there, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lowry playing up on line one center with Shifley out hurt kind of exposed the center depth issue. We think of the jets this year as a team that's deep and that's mm-hmm. how they've been having their success. And it, like we mentioned, they're a bit of a next man up kind of plug and play kind of group yep. in the same way they, and they've been playing as a team and that's how they've had their success and yep. they'll continue to have their success if they keep doing that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you lose Kyle Connor that sucks. Yep. Now and and hopefully he's not out long. But Mark Shifley gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And he's out. And offense is getting a little harder to come by. Yep. So with that in mind and the trade deadline approaching. Yeah, it comes up that... it comes up pretty quick right after the All-Star game. Yeah. And I think and I think you know what if you're a smart team which uh, the Jets have been making a lot of good moves, and and Chevy is has has been kind of proving that he's he's a bit of a smart GM this year. Do you do you jump the gun and make a move get preemptively, yeah, before yeah. the deadline to get that guy into your lineup to to get him earlier into the mix? and get him integrated and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think that it would be a smart move. Well, especially and, with this this team, right? Yes. Because they're very much they look like a, a close knit group yes. of guys. Right? And you don't want to subtract from that group. No. You want to be able to 
kind of reward that group for what they've mm-hmm. accomplished so far mm-hmm. by adding. Yeah. Um, and you, I mean, obviously the Jets are a team that love to draft and develop. So you don't want to, you know, kind of sell the farm in that way. Mm-hmm. However, if you're not going to subtract from your roster, you're going to have to give up prospects or draft picks or both. And depending on who you get. So here's a question for you, Jared. Uh, centers around mm-hmm. the league. Mm-hmm. And then you think of teams that are like selling off parts, if you will. Yep. What about the Montreal Canadiens with a guy <laughs> named Sean Monahan? Yeah. You ever heard of him? <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because Monahan's kind of a polarizing guy for, I like for, for hockey fans. Um, you either like him or you don't like him. Uh, and I think that um, he would be, I think that he's a good uh, low cost addition. I yeah, don't I think, don't it's, think it's he would be terribly, bank, right? yeah, I don't think it would break the bank. Yeah. And apparently, uh, so I was telling you in the break that uh, the Jets had scouts watching the Montreal uh, San Jose game uh last couple of days and i think that monahan's got to be the guy that they're looking at right i mean you know nick suzuki isn't getting traded cole caulfield isn't getting traded monahan's on montreal that are on the block you know monahan Monahan, because they think he's on an expired contract and and, i mean anderson doesn't really fit a a need that we have no no um so where would you heard on rhd um Monahan, though, yeah, like I, I kind of. The more I think about it, the more I like it. Mm-hmm. And here's why: because in a pinch, yeah, he could play further up in the lineup because he has had he he's offensively he he knows how to put the puck in the net. He can do some stuff like that. He wow. plays a kind of a a heavy game, mm-hmm. you know, but he's not a bruiser by any means. But he doesn't shy away from the front of the net. That's where he kind of has always you know, buttered his bread, if as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good, you know, um, he's good at, at tipping pucks and all that stuff. He's good at face-offs. Uh, the Jets have not been great at face-offs this year. Um, but I think that if, let's say, for example, the Jets were to acquire Monaghan, he kind of fits into that middle six group. Yeah. And, you know, or you could even have him on the fourth line and and it just makes your fourth line that much better that they get you know then you're putting them out even more well i think um, that all all, thi- all things considered that's where i would love to see him is mm-hmm. you've got you've got our our sort of our top three lines that we've been rolling with kyle connor's back and you've got Monaghan as a luxury as your fourth line center. I mean, yeah. you know, like this is a guy who uh, had some really, really good years with the Calgary Flames. Now yeah. it's been a while. Well, he but... had hip surgery or something and he was very banged up for like a few years. And yeah, but like it... 20, 2018, 2019, you know, four or five years ago, he put up 82 points in 78 yep. games yep. Um, and a low, like a low cost, addition i think is exactly what uh what the jets i think would be looking for um but that being said i think 
that there's going to be a few teams uh, that are going to be be chasing. Might be a bidding war. Yeah. That said, you know, if Chevy gets ahead of the curve, maybe him and uh, what's the Montreal's GM, Jeff Gorton, maybe they're maybe they're like pals. Maybe they've got hammocks at the lake together. You know, (laughs) they like to go on their um they go to the they go to the bay or whatever they go or... to the bay and buy pants together yeah yeah sure yeah, why guy. not they um but here's a here's an even here's a thought what like mason appleton started the year very nicely mm-hmm. and he does play on that third line well yeah but what if you know bump him down to the fourth line put monahan on the wing on that spot and he can take draws sometimes yep. too yeah uh you know and then your third line is monahan nino niederreiter and adam lowry like that's pretty good yeah but um you know th- these are all what ifs i guess but yeah. uh it's fun to think of that uh, you know but i think basically what we're trying to say is that if anything the jets mm-hmm. are probably targeting a guy who plays center at the trade I deadline so. i would think so Especially since, you know, they've kind of been a little bit exposed yeah. with these injuries, right? And mm-hmm. so it would make sense. It yep. would make sense. Uh, and uh, I think that, you know, having that depth uh, is is going to be a big thing uh, sort of going forward. So, yeah. Yeah. We got a roll. We We're do got time. a roll. Yeah. Uh, so going to play something from uh, an old Ottawa band. So. Uh, your brother John uh, was in town yesterday mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend, had uh, the opportunity to, to meet him. Uh, great guy. And we were talking about uh, Ottawa bands. And I yeah. told him uh, that he should look up my pal Jim Bryson, who lives in Ottawa. And so Jim is a fantastic music producer. Uh, he's actually worked with the Weaker Thans. So they made a record mm-hmm. together that you should uh, check out called The Falcon Lake Incident. I have but, checked it out. Yeah, I quite like it. it's, it's yeah. a good record. It's one of my favorites, yeah. Yeah, uh, but long, long time ago, uh, Jim played in, a, in an old pop punk band called Punch Buggy that were super fun. And this one came out in 1994, the year I graduated high school, Tom. And uh, it's called Lucky Me, Lucky You. It's from their debut record, All Night Christian Roller Skate. (laughs) And uh, I figure, you know, it's a good way. It's a good way to go out. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So a little punch buggy for you. Yeah. Right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Keep your stick on the ice. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you next week. Same time, same place. Here we go. Lucky, lucky you.